it's the top of the hour, and you guys already know, as I said earlier in the show, that Ron Record was going to be on the throne with me on the Elite Radio Show right here on 216 to beat, and I actually have him on the line. So, Ron Record, how are you this afternoon? I'm okay. I'm relaxed, man. Enjoying Saturday. Yeah, man. Listen, being relaxed is like a luxury right now. There's so many things that has people stressed out, but I think taking at least a day or two or a couple of hours to relax is amazing. So it's good to hear that you're relaxed right now um, because we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun these next couple of minutes, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Ain't got no choice. (laughs) (laughs) No choice whatsoever. So let's just get into the obvious. So your name is Ryan Reckett. So you don't don't really know me, but everyone that tunes into my show and my station, they know I'm really big on lyrical artists. Like, I love fun music. I say that there's a time and a place for every type of rap artist, but the type of rap artists that are near and dear to me in my heart are the ones that actually spit that hot die line. So, <laughs> Ron Recca, please tell me that your name's Ron Recca because you wreck rhymes. Is, is this true or no? Uh, it's actually back as, as backwards. It's one who wrecks rhymes. It's backwards. So it's in reverse. It was a whole sentence. You said what now? Shortened. It was a whole sentence. One who wrecks rhymes. Uh huh. Shortened and um. Uh, one of my homeboys that passed away, his name was Rekka. So I attached it to the name, too. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So you wrecked rhymes and it was homage to your homeboy, huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So as someone that wrecks rhymes, what was it about music that made you feel like this is the direction, the path that you wanted to, to follow? Well, I, the best way to say it is, like, you see how hip-hop culture is on your phone, it's on the computers, on the TV. Um, mm-hmm. When I was young, you know, real young, it was, um, it was there. It was like you lived it. It was in the street. You could feel it. You've seen it. The way you dressed, people knew what music you listened to. Um mm-hmm. It was real culture. And just, you know, just the beats and the rhymes. If you ever got to go to a block party, that's when hundreds of people would be crowded. And mm-hmm. DJ and stuff like that, unlike social distancing now. And it yeah, would just rock all, rock all that great music. And before the before the, the lyricist, it was just the, the break and the DJ. And then when the lyricist came in, it was like you commanded their attention. And then that, mm-hmm. you know, it just became something that's incredible, just the beats and the rhymes. But it was, uh, to make it simple, the older guys in my in my projects on the weekends would smoke weed, drink their bread, they beer, and be in the corner of the staircase, and they would be rhyming and beatboxing. And I would have to take out the garbage. So to take out the garbage, is by that corner staircase. So every time <laughs> I go out there, I would sneak and listen to their rhymes. And then I got influenced. Just like everybody else did. You know when the music came out, of course, but that was just my personal connection to it. Yes, yes. (laughs) Excuse me. I always envy people like you that were able to walk out their apartment and take out the trash and walk in the middle of, like, 
a cipher, like a hip-hop cipher, and say, you know, that's how I fell in love with it. Because a lot of us, we had to, you know, listen to it on the radio or you hear, you heard, like, an older sibling or an uncle or someone older than you playing hip-hop. And you're like, well, what is that, you know? And you got into it. It was different ways that everybody falls in love with hip-hop. But I love when people share their stories, and that's one of the things that I always ask people, like, what made you fall in love with hip-hop? What made you fall in love with this genre of music? And everyone's story is different. But I'm always envious of those that were able to witness the early days of hip-hop in person. Like, I can't even imagine what that feels like, and it just seems like it would be an indescribable thing. I mean, one, I was a young kid. I wasn't I wasn't of age. I just, I'm just i just old enough to be there to witness it and, and right. be around it and then still young enough to, to rock the future and where we at, you know, like this near present and future thing. But actually, right. I didn't want to rap. I wanted to be a graffiti artist. Rap was my last choice. Wow. And, you know, I usually ask people what their favorite, which one of the five elements is their favorite, the five elements of hip-hop. So which one is your favorite if you have a favorite? Um, I don't really think I have a favorite element, but they mm-hmm. they have their moments of being the highlight because there's sometimes um, I'll be online and just, that day, I don't know, whatever it is, I'm just watching break, b-boying and breakdancing. Another day, mm-hmm. it might be heavy, heavy DJ documentary from the beginning, like Cool Hurt, their bottom, mm-hmm. flashes, you know, funky Wars. And then it's just graffiti. Star Wars, I watch that over and over at times. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of with, you know, everything. This our, our culture and genre is probably the last of the great art forms to come because mm-hmm. it comes with its own fashion, its own music, its own style, its own language, mm-hmm. um, and and it got subgenres in it. Its own film genre, like it has everything complete within itself. Yeah, and for and that's, somebody, that's why I love it. Yeah, and then. The further it reaches out from New York City, the more appreciative it is because the New Yorkers are spoiled in a way. We've, we've had it, you know, since it started. So when you go yeah. to another city, they're more appreciative. Or when you go to Europe, they're very appreciative because it is. You know, yeah. it didn't start there, but it made this impact. And, you yeah. know, it just, I think August 11th, the birthday passed. And you got to think, look at where we at. You're on the radio, I'm here. But they said it was only going to last for five years. Right. And and I was going to say that when you were talking, I was waiting for you to finish. I was going to say, hip-hop celebrated 47 years this month. And it's crazy because... Not even 50 years old. Exactly. Yeah, it's younger than our parents. So um, it's younger than... Snoop, Jay Z, <laughs> but um, I was. <laughs> yeah. You call you the numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you were speaking on overseas, um, I heard that 
a long time ago that that hip hop artists love going overseas because they appreciate hip hop much more than Americans do because we're so spoiled because we have had it for so long and we really just take advantage of being able to go to concerts and stuff because we're like, ah, I can see Ron Rickon next month. I'm probably going to have a show next year. We take advantage of you guys being here all the time, but the people yeah. in the U.K., they're like, I never know when this guy's coming back, so I definitely need to get my ticket to this, you know, to this tour, to this show. So I've always heard that overseas they embrace hip-hop, and hip-hop artists feel way more love over there because, um, you know, they don't get to see everyone as often as we do. But they also have a really dope hip-hop scene now that's been yeah. um, bubbling for a minute. I mean, they, they've always had hip-hop artists, but I think the strength of you breaking always had to start. Like, they had big artists in hip-hop yeah. in the U.K., but it was this thing where you got to come over here to break. Right. Break, to break in. And what I think Rockin' said, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. So in London or or Brixton, wherever, South London or any, you know, Scotland, Ireland, wherever it's at, that's what it is. But the mm-hmm. comparison to where it started is so immense. But now, I guess artists, you know, in the UK and London and Europe, they have followers and they have their own scene. But yeah, they, they do. Still appreciate, but they still appreciate people coming over there. So when I was young going over there, I was like, oh, this is all the... I, I met, like, a lot of the old school pioneers in Europe, not mm-hmm. in, in America. And then right. it was like, wow, they all over here, but you see... And now they got the euro, so the money is, is yes. more. So you yes. love to go get, do 20 cities in, in in Europe. You know, the bag is a little bigger, and they, and they appreciate it. Absolutely. Because it's nothing like rocking a crowd of appreciative supporters and fans, you right. know. And I, 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 have, I do a lot behind the scenes, and I've been to shows where, people seem like, feel like they're too cool to put their hands up. And then, but they'll yeah, walk out the yeah. show and be like, man, that was dope. But it's like, you didn't let the artist know that you thought it was dope. You just stood there. <laughs> you know? Cool and, now. They're just cool yes. Cool. Yes, like absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you go and you look at festivals and shows that happen in other countries and they are wilding. You're like, bro, they really are enjoying themselves. Like, this is crazy. And they're looking at Americans like, you could do this too. Just put your hands up. <laughs> at least put your hands up. Let the I artist know that you're enjoying yourself. Huh? I can't even answer that. Like, what what makes you too cool? Or even when you go to clubs. If you go to a club, if a girl goes in a club and her hair looks the same as she left the club hours later, she didn't party. Yeah. I don't fun. know what what Americans' obsession is with wasting money. Like we <laughs> love to waste money, you it's know. Shopping. That's, it's we, shopping. <laughs> yeah, like we waste money, and the reason why I say that is is what we're talking about. Like literally, someone will pay 
hundreds of dollars, even thousands, to say that they got VIP tickets to an exclusive Jay-Z concert so that they can stand there and stare at him. It's just like, dude, what? Why did you waste your money? Like, why did you spend money on the experience that you weren't going to participate in? That doesn't make sense. Well, we just like wasting about, money. It's about, well, now, you know, we live in a world where attention is like God and mm-hmm. status. So I guess not being with the people that's enjoying it from their heart in the crowd, that's for them, I guess. And for the for the baller to just to just sit, because I I mean every VIP section I you know you ever wanted to go into I'm pretty sure you know they're so exclusive to get in and when you get in there it's boring. It's VIP so boring. Oh VIP. my god. If, if VIP. Let me tell you. It's boring. VIP is boring. It is boring. boring. Okay. It's all boring. And for anybody that's tuned in right now listening to Cream and Rhyme Record, we're here to spoil it for you. <laughs> VIP is, is boring. boring, okay? <laughs> we promise you guys that we're outside you. VIP. You have more fun than us. I promise. <laughs> because you're yeah. right. Like, I've been when VIP they... and I didn't leave sweaty at all. I left in text. Like, what is this? I'm bored. I'm ready to go home. You go into a club and nobody's hands in the air, it didn't turn out. And it it was bad because the DJ could be like a big DJ. And they're they're on their job. But Mm -hmm. people are so cool. I don't understand it. Like, you don't want to look vulnerable. You don't want to look like, I don't know. You had fun. fun. Yeah. You know, like you had fun. Like that's weird. Like we, so now we've realized as Americans, we love spending money for no reason and looking cool at the same time for no reason. It's, like it's a must that I pay three hundred dollars for this champagne in the VIP, and it costs sixty dollars yeah. at the liquor store. Exactly. Same box. Also, I that I could post it in my IG Insta story. That's going to delete in twenty four hours. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. So, um, yeah, VIP, so, VIP, boo. <laughs> boo, absolutely, boo. Sorry to all the promoters and club owners that I know, and I know you're probably tuned in and going to hear the replay. Boo. We're not mad, we're not mad at you. We're just saying it. Yeah, we're not mad at you guys. Around. It's not your fault. You just sell the experience. It's about the people that make the experience what it Work. is. You sell yeah. it, so promoters, people have to make hate. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not it's not you guys. Not Look, they're going to be DMing me. Cree, what are you doing? Listen, sir, I'm not listening. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> not you. It's the people that no, buy the experience it's from you. <laughs> people that's buying it are boring. Yeah, yes. Because they got to they got to make sure they're you know saying the atmosphere is fine. But yeah, that's always been a weird thing when you have to break mm-hmm. the get in a place and you're like this is whack. So yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, I think Pub said that too. He had through a party. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yo, we got to get the people dancing again." Like everybody yeah. on their phone. Yeah. Yeah, I think that last party, I don't know if it was his birthday party or was New Year's party. The last party before this whole pandemic quarantine was going on, I remember he didn't allow 
phones in there because he just wanted the experience. He wanted people to party, and he didn't want people to worry about taking selfies and pictures and all these things. So he didn't allow phones in the last um, party that he had, and he had camera guys and videographers and stuff in there to capture the experience. Mm. But I think that was um, when he was saying, like, hey, I just realized no one has fun anymore. No one parties. You just stand around looking at your phone, taking selfies and things like that. So I know that right now um, we're not doing any shows or tours or anything, and you have a hefty, a hefty um, resume of songs that you've been on, things that you've been featured on, stages that you rock. Like, what are you doing right now with yourself? Like, now that you can't really rock any stages, like, what, 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 what's the day and a week like for Rhyme Recca in uh, the pandemic? Well, it's it switched to not just music, it's content. So okay. you, have to, you have to take your people, your artists, your, your fans, your demographics, your target audience, um, music streaming audience, whatever you um, you have to bring them into your your world, if you will, your experience. Mm-hmm. So that's what you know. That's what moves all the other products, the merchandise, the music, the videos, the content, and the experience. Kind of pulls all those things in tow now. So yeah, um, I, I I don't like live. I don't do lives. Like, I'm not going to come on. Like, I'm right here at this very moment. I, it's too personal for me, you know? You know what? Right I used here. to feel like that. I used to feel yeah. like that. I'm with you on that. That's why I'm laughing. I used to feel like that until this whole quarantine thing and the first time <laughs> I went live. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I was like, I'm like, that's too personal to my face. Even though I do this, but it was... It was an interview, like it. and it wasn't bad. And I said, all right, I don't know what I would, you know. <laughs> that was an interview. You're gonna have you, to... I mean, like, like a live, and it's just you. Like, yeah, I'm waking up. I'm, I got the rag in my hand. I don't know. Oh, I yeah, no. Eyes, and I'd be like, this is insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know, some of it is kind of weird and funny. But no, I feel I you, because that's why I never wanted to go live. I'm like, I can't see myself doing that. Um, I like, well, it does bring you, um, a, a, a straight connection to your, your audience. Yeah. It does. And they get to interact with you, or, you know, and tell you that they get to talk to you directly. They don't have to go through your label and all that stuff. And that's right. cool. Right. And of course we have to adjust to our present circumstances and our, um, situation with the pandemic and, and the social distancing. So, I mean, I always thought it was going to have to fall apart, not like a pandemic, but just the system yeah. is going to have to reset because it's going to get too ludicrous and too absurd where you got to reset everything. So now, even though with our, with our um, health crisis in this country, the listeners are asking for more from artists, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. They want to hear more yeah. context. They want to see more content. They they want to be conscious because, you know, you're looking around like the whole world going is on, on fire and we all just mm-hmm. get turned up. And yeah. that whole thing, like I say, I don't, I listen to all types of music. 
Um, this song, Mumble Rapper, I don't know the name of the song, but when I hear it, it's dope, it's dope. Dope music is dope music. Whack music is whack music. That right. has the broadsword down the middle without all the detail and the back and forth. If it's hot, it's hot. Um, Absolutely. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to, you know. Um, you just want to have a, you know, you want to have that balance. Mm-hmm. That broad, you know, a wide spectrum. You can listen to everything. Where, where you have, like, um, Eric B. Rock, Kim, KRS-One, Kane, and Public Enemy, but you also had Fresh Prince. Right. There's enough space for people that want to hear Fresh Prince, and it's not a drag. It's Fresh Prince. Yeah. Get our soul. It's a, it's rap, a riot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I might want to listen to Future. You might want to listen to um, Drake, and then you want to hear some Mob Deep. You know, Absolutely. it's all... As long as it's dope music, that's what it's about, putting out good product. And that's that's what I try to focus on, putting out good product at this point. So because that's what it's about. Speaking of – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, speaking of, of listening to what you want to listen to, I'm pretty sure you've seen all the controversy surrounding the – um, Megan Thee Stallion, and I wasn't going to ask you this, but that made me think about that, the Megan Thee Stallion Cardi B track. And people just upset at them for rapping about <clears throat> what they were rapping about. Like, what were your thoughts on the outrage from everyone as if this type of music hasn't been out before? Uh, I, I never watched the video. I've been I've been busy. So I've been working Honestly, on I haven't project. seen the video either. So I haven't <laughs> seen the video. I've seen, like, little bits and pieces. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Like Kylie Jenner was knocking on the door. I just seen that clip, and then I see, you know, what is it, Megan and um, Cardi. Cardi B, right? And I yeah. see little clips of them looking sexy, but that's about it. I haven't, I haven't listened to the song. Now the question is, have we, have we had raunchy music like that before? Yes. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. I don't. Green yeah, I have to out and saying that. Yeah, CeeLo Green was saying something about women in the industry was, like, downgrading hip-hop with this type of rap, and they basically, just paraphrasing, like, they need to do better, and I just, you know, I never saw the video either. I heard the song. I think, this is my opinion, I think back in the day, we didn't have, like, streaming sites, you know, you had to have someone old enough to go in the store and buy this type of music for you because it was parental guidance. So this, the songs that play on the video channels and on the radio, they were all the clean version. So like the Trina um, track with, um, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but uh, the Nan song, you know Nan? Like that yeah, song, yeah. Trick Daddy. The Train and Trick Daddy song, we all knew the the edited version because that's what they played on the video. That's what they played on the radio. And you had to go and actually get the edited version. So I think, with yeah. you know, it was harder to get explicit lyrics back in the day because you had to be 18 to get something that said parental guidance on there. You couldn't just go to 
a streaming app like a Spotify and say, oh, let me hear the unedited version of WAP. Let me let me see what this really means. Like I can yell it. Like that wasn't on the radio. <laughs> that wasn't a single on the radio that was being played. Like too short was well, you knew too short. It, yeah, it like. <laughs> but not like the, the underground hit, like you know that hit that wasn't a hit, but really a hit. Yeah, but not the but actual not like at this level. You mean like yeah, that's yes, have, like this. They didn't have the media machine that they have now. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the outrage that people have right now, I they have to understand like it's a different time. And it's way more media outlets. It's way it's social media. It's streaming apps. It's all these things that give you easy access to all this type of music. So it's not like it's new. It's just it's a bigger machine now than it was before. And this is what they're pushing. So I I don't know that outrage was just they're pushing. I mean, it. I, I, I can't yeah, really say you know like. Because I, I didn't listen to the record, and I didn't watch the video. Um, yeah. I, I'd be a liar and say, I don't like videos when the girls look sexy. That would, I would be lying. That's like, you watching video, I don't <laughs> like to see handsome men. Like, oh, it's too much handsome, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. Yeah. Um, you put the, the parental, you know, guidance sticker on there or warning, and a lot of, I think a lot of it, it's a home thing. Like, if you're, if your kids are minors, then you should know what they're listening to, which that is your job anyway when they're minors. Yeah. Find out what your kids – I'm big on that. Find out what your kids are into. You know what I'm saying? You want to find out. It's, yeah. Because the computer, they can do 100 million things you'll never know. Um, as far as grown women making grown women music at, at their own will and desire, um, if that's how they want to come across, that's how they come across. I can't tell you how to get dressed when you're a grown-up. Right. And, and and the listener doesn't have to listen. At is, all. Is it, forced, you know, is it forced on you on radio? Somewhat. But you don't have to subscribe. That's, I think that's... Um, I, I know it's a, it's a complex thing because it could be from an artist's um, freedom of speech and creative freedom, and I'm for that. And then um, is the music we're making more destructive, you know? So yeah. it's not an easy it's not an easy question if those you know, I, I don't know. They but don't, it's like how can they, how can music be more destructive right now than it's ever been? Like hip hop has always like we said in the beginning, the middle and right now of this interview, hip hop has always covered at every aspect of life throughout the 47 years that it's been in existence. Hip-hop artists have talked about and used this genre to talk about everything You know what? for 47 I, years. But you know what? It's, it's been a male-dominated field. Yes, lot, it has. Right? Now, that I will agree with. That, yes. So Absolutely. What's hardcore to, look, so, so what's hardcore to women? You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. know what we what we talk about, but what's hardcore to a female? What's how does she brag? How do how does you know we brag about women we conquered? How do women brag about the dudes they conquer? And how does how does True. it come up? So that's you know that's their locker room talk, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, 
Because in a locker room, you, in a locker room talk is worse. <laughs> man, but, listen, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I already got the. I already got the. Uh, I probably will already have the um, promoters in my DM. Like I heard what you said on the show. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> go out there. I'm not going out the lady code. I'm not gonna go out the lady code because I don't want the ladies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, me. I can't break the code. I can't break the this code. Is no. gonna get me. <laughs> All gonna I'm get gonna, gonna do. Yes. Listen, I'm never bringing you back on the show because you just got me out. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, uh, listen, the VIP look the promoters everywhere. Listen, man, it is a joke. <laughs> We love VIP. We love it. We do. We love it. It's amazing. But no. Um, Ladies, listen, man. We. Did you like me? We have our conversations. We have our conversations. Yes, yes, we do. About things. Um, We have conversations. That's. Right. That's all. It is what it is. It's raw. It's raw. Facts. Back you got a raw female I, on the beat, giving it up. How, how, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, I think um, the problem with that is is that people, especially men, have this perception of how women should, how they view women and how they want us to be. And most of the time it's seen and not heard or they have this ultimate ladylike vision of women and how we are supposed to portray ourselves to the world and when and you trying go to get out killed by all the women when you <laughs> go no i'm not i'm not talking about you i'm saying in general it's some men i don't want to say all but i i think all men do though all men have this vision of the ideal of their ideal woman and sometimes if you look physically like that ideal woman that they are attracted to, and one day they see you do something that's outside of this vision inside of their head that they have for you as their ideal woman, it catches them off guard. And they're like, what, the, what is this? This is not what I envision for you to be, my future wife. I'm very disappointed in you. How dare you do these things? I'm outraged. See, and I think you don't that's the how women get outraged. I don't know. Like like I said, I'm not mad. It's a record. Like You aren't. There were a lot of men that were though. At that record? Yes. And <laughs> when women express themselves sexually, like there are a lot of men that get outraged by that. Um like I said but, females but, females get down too. And they got men. lots of conversation. That's all. <laughs> That's the version. It's, it's harsh. It might be harsh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, can't, yeah. I can't trip on them when we, we listen to uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, Doggy Style and, you know, all the crazy, you know. So. Yeah, man. See? You, you don't okay. think women got a dialogue? You, give it, you know? It's a you give it all the right answers. Yeah. You give it all the right yeah. answers. Classic. <laughs> you're giving all the right answers. You're giving all the right answers. I'm proud of you. It's great. It's great. You're doing the right thing. Shout out to Megan and Cardi B. Get your, get your coins, man. Yeah, man. And man, all the other remember. women who express themselves, whether it be sexually, whether however you express yourself, 
said I was all the man. I'm not going to let you break code. I don't want to see <laughs> No, no, please don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Thank you. Thank you for having my back. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I know you have this track. Well, at least this is the track that was sent to me that you're pushing right now. It's called The Matrix. You also dropped a video for this track as well. So tell us yeah. a little bit about The Matrix, um, the meaning behind the, the name, why you named it The Matrix, and also who you worked with um, on this track. Uh, well, the meaning of the matrix kind of, you know, basically like if you've seen the movie, it's kind of that concept mm-hmm. that, you know, this whole system is what it's not what it presents itself to be. And mm-hmm. um, at the same time, you looking at the situation, you got a pandemic, you got food shortage, you got technological um, things happening. Um, it's like a lot of pandemonium. We got our, you know, our law enforcement thing, our racist Situation that's yeah. still going on in this country. So, to me, when a lot of confusion is going on, they stealing. That's just me. Yeah. When, when there's so much stuff going on, we got the complete. We got the complete attention of the people confused. There are bigger things happening, and I'm just kind of like, "Yo, man, wake up!" Yeah, it's real out here. That's yeah. all I do. But I was stop. But I style on you. I'm not preaching. I'm not gonna preach. But I'm just like, yo, man, it's really crazy. You know, it's crazy times or exciting times, as they would say. Very interesting yeah, yeah. times. So it's kind of like me giving an a observation of what I'm seeing mm-hmm. at this moment. Just my observation. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to go ahead and get into this track so you can introduce it for us, and then I'll play it for the people. All right. Check, 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 y'all. This is Rob Record playing my new joint, The Matrix. Facts. All right, guys, that was The Matrix, Rhyme Record. Yeah, you guys yeah, have just yeah. tuned in to the Elite Radio Show right here on 216 to be Radio. I'm Cream. This is Rhyme Recca. You guys have been tuned in to our interview. If you just tuned in in the middle of that track, again, that was The Matrix. So, Rhyme Recca, I appreciate you for spending a Saturday with me. I am very grateful. As I said during the song while, while I was playing, I'm someone that's really big on gratitude and showing my gratitude towards others that reciprocate that gratitude towards me. So I really appreciate you for being on the throne with me today. And I had fun. I hope you had fun. Oh, yeah, I had fun. I'm grateful. I appreciate you allowing me to come on your show and support the music and our message and, and the DCM Entertainment, my record, whole movement. And I thank you for that. I appreciate you. Absolutely. No doubt. And you're welcome to come back anytime. So as Thank we wrap you. up this interview, can you please give everyone your social media handles, websites, whatever it is that you want to give them to help them support you on your music journey? Okay. Let me say that first thing. Von Record The Matrix out now on all streaming platforms. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the spelling R-H-Y-M-R-C-K-A. My email is dcmglobal at gmail. The website is dcmdigital.net. Once again, R-H-Y-M-C-R-C-K-A. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, we all over. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank Shout you again. You. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thank you. I'm Thank very you. appreciative. You too. Have an amazing day. All right. Thank Me you. <laughs> 
All right, peace.